The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal Kaiju and Tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. What's up, everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger, and you are listening to The Power Trip. It's more time. Lisa! Tai Saku Sentai, Pod Ranger! Hello, listeners with attitude. I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And we're starting a brand new journey through the Power Rangers franchise. In today's episode, we're discussing the comic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Going Green. Happy New Year, you filthy animal! <laughs> Happy New Year, you old motherfucker! You. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we gotta start season two off with a dragon dagger. <laughs> you old bastard! You old bastard. <laughs> it's like when we when we finally met in person a few months ago for her all monsters attack. You come to my door, I open it up, it's like Michael, you son of a. <laughs> oh man it feels good to be back behind the mic though doesn't it uh, you haven't been behind a mic <laughs> my podcasting never ends sir <laughs> well that's right because you are the man of a thousand podcasts yeah they need to be streamlined a little bit <laughs> true well you're eh, you know we'll maybe someday i don't know We'll see. But well, you know, I mean, somebody's got to single handedly keep the Kaiju Rama podcast network going at this point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. We might have we might have some new podcasts. But pop I think up we need year. more podcasts. Please. We do, actually. A, yeah, uh, you... I, I am advocating officially right now on the air. Add Kim, please. Please. add. No, Kim. I refuse to add no, Kim's a one. Oh, it's dude. like, okay, nope, sorry. Hashtag cancel Michael. Kaiju nope, Kim, nope. the Kaiju queen, has decreed it. <laughs> oh boy. But no, it's it's been a good break. We took a we took about a month or so. We took about a, a little over a month off. Uh mercifully, like last... January has five Tuesdays. <laughs> I so think we could we could, um, we could take a little bit more of a break. <laughs> I think that our last recording, if I remember I don't have it in front of me, but I think our last recording session was on December the tenth or December the No, 8th. I think it was about a week or so. No, it was more than that. It's about two weeks before was Christmas, it? I think. Okay. So anyway, week regardless. and a half, two weeks before Christmas, because I mean, we did have some pretty fast turnaround with with Alpha's Magical Christmas, but hey, we were both sugar buzzing after that, so we needed something to do with that excess energy. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But you know, it's it's it just feel it just feels it's 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 nice to have had a break. I, I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed your Christmas, and I hope you enjoyed your New Year. 
Well, of course I did, Michael, because you got me two very closely related Christmas gifts, the Snarky Bonehead and Podcasting for Dummies. I did- <laughs> right. So, I'm getting I mean, the I fi- message. I think I, think I understand. I figured, well, I, well they, they, go, they go hand in hand because, you know, one is a, one is a bonehead and one is four boneheads. So <laughs> there we go. It's genius, actually. <laughs> it is genius. It was accidentally genius. It was, it was. Well, especially since there's a chapter title in the book called Go Go Power Podcaster. <laughs> 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 that made my day. Like, you got to understand, listeners, with attitude. It was like, I think, what was it? Was it Christmas Eve or two days before? I think it was two days before. It was no, two days. Yeah, it was, it was two was days that, before. No, you, no, it was like two. Yeah, it was two days before. Two yeah, days two days before. before. You... Me and our friend Pollyanny Danny got together on a video call and we all opened our presents together from each other. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was rifling through and looking at all of these live and it was just so funny. <laughs> it was. And don't worry. Don't worry. Because I have an I'm going to get you another gift at some point. I already have it in mind. It, it's Wait. not. My birthday is not for like six months. <laughs> well, I know that. I know that. But as your friend and as your as your as you as your favorite, most successful, most wonderful, most handsome, if I do say so myself, co-host, um, I feel like I owe you at least one more present to make up for the podcasting for dummies book. Uh, oh, really? Actually, I found that I was actually taking that semi seriously. I'm actually going to read it and see how much. Oh, I, I was, was, was going well, to ask you: Did you actually find any use out of that book? I, I bought it for I you. Have as a, a gag. I haven't. I, I haven't actually read a whole lot of it yet. But I most of the stuff that I'm seeing on the chapter titles, I'm like, yeah, I think I figured that out already. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it for you as a gag because I sent it to Danny. I said, should I buy this for him, even though it's. It's a, it's, it's, it's just, he probably won't use it. He's like, yeah, sure. You know, I think it'll be fun. I think, I think he'll appreciate the joke. Yeah. But, but like I said, like the accidental genius of, <laughs> of that chapter. Or was it, or was it intentional genius? <laughs> the world may never know. Well, we've already been joking about how you get to be intellectual by osmosis on this show. Excuse you, sir. I was intellectual <laughs> beforehand. I was just never given the opportunity to truly spread my wings. <laughs> Hashtag triggered. <laughs> did you miss this? Sh- did you miss us, listeners, with attitude? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the bi weekly pissing contest that we have for three hours at a time in your ear holes. <laughs> Oh man! Hopefully, hopefully this episode won't turn into a cluster. Uh, but be, we well, I are, don't know. Given what we're talking about, <laughs> I don't know either. But like, just to give a quick refresher, Nathan, do you want to go ahead and tell the listeners with attitude kind of what the podcast is going to look like going forward for the rest of the year? Well, you and I have been kicking around some uh, some ideas, and we've mentioned some of this stuff already. But with, for season two, uh, we need to do we need we need to drop the full title, right? You know, Tai Saku Sentai Podranger Podcast uh, Power Trip Two, and so we're going to be covering Sentai as our big main episode. We're going to do two a month, 
And so we're going to be covering some Sentai seasons that were made in the Power Rangers because suddenly <laughs> Shout Factory has gifted us with more. <laughs> and so we're going to do that to tide us over to get through the 30th anniversary stuff for Power Rangers. So we'll be looking at Once and Always, which apparently is the actual anniversary special, but I thought mm-hmm. that was going to be Cosmic Fury as the anniversary nope. season. The anniver- I- there, it's two It's two different things. The anniversary special, and then there's the 10 episodes yeah. of Cosmic Fury. Cosmic Fury, but it, I think the they're having past Ranger actors in both, right? They are. I'm yeah, uh, d- d- from what we understand, David Yost will be involved in Cosmic Fury. Right. Well, I mean, I think, I think there's several of them at the very least. But regardless, regardless. you know, to bite our time... To get to those, we're going to be covering Sentai in the meantime. We're also going to be covering Legend of the White Dragon because as you and I have been discovering, especially in the last month or so as more has been coming out about it, it is so Ranger adjacent. It doesn't live in the house next door. No, it lives in the room next door. It's almost Power Rangers roommate. (laughs) Yeah, it it rents. It rents a room. It rents one of the spare bedrooms within the Power Rangers franchise because (laughs) from what we learned and we don't have to we don't I don't want to get into it here because save it for the episode. Yeah, I want to save it for the episode, but apparently uh, Jason David Frank was supposed to come back for the 30th anniversary, but actually ended up turning it down, according to uh, Bat and the Sun director. Yeah, the director of the movie. Mm -hmm. So so we got a lot. So we got all of that to look forward to with this, but also to make sure that we do still give you two episodes a month whenever we don't have Ranger stuff to talk about, as in. TV or movie media, we're going to talk about some Power Ranger comic books as has been requested by you, the listeners with attitude. (laughs) We've hinted at a lot of it, talked about it in brief, but we've never gone full tilt with it. So we're Mm going to be doing that a little bit for you. And we're also, even within the main episodes, we're wondering if we want to tweak some things a little bit you and i actually just had this conversation i think just like two hours ago before we started recording which was potentially shifting our thematic discussions to something more if you listen to the monster island film vault i call them toku topics so Mm. we watch a movie and you've been on the film vault several times you know the drill with this so I we watch the movie, I research the movie, and then if there's something going on in the movie or it's referencing something historical or whatever, I will do research on that to put that particular film in its historical and cultural context. And given the, in some cases, extensive cultural differences between Sentai and Power Rangers, we wondered if maybe that's what we should look into. So kind of shifting away from thematics into something more topical and educational, because a lot of people, we found out a lot of our listeners with attitude have not seen Sentai. Mm -hmm. We've taken a little bit for granted. Everybody has seen Sentai. If the, even if they love power Rangers and you know, to, like I said, to put it into perspective, to see like, yeah, this is what the power ranger filmmakers had to work with and they had to completely change some things or whatever, you know, we're still trying to figure that out, but it's also yeah, because we'll, we don't want to we'll actually, and there will actually be adding a new section to the podcast called who did it better. Yes. Who did it better? So we'll talk about 
how basically it'll be a discussion of how well did Power Rangers adapt this Sentai. Mm -hmm. You know, and because there's actually a contentious arguments online about whether or not Power Rangers or Sentai is better. And let's just say the answer to the question to that debate is yes. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, so there's all of that going on. We're still, like I said, we're still trying to, basically we're just trying to make sure, well, I think we're going to keep the thematic discussions for the Ranger media, so Legend of the White Dragon, once and always, and Cosmic Fury, just because that's just how we've always done it for Rangers. But a big thing we're trying to do is we're trying to minimize potential thematic overlapping. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the problem. And uh, we're finding out that not just, not we're finding out not, not only are thematics starting to overlap, but it's really difficult to nail down a theme within Sentai. Um, sometimes. So we sometimes, so it might actually be a little bit more of an interesting discussion to change that up and just do more of an educational check educational section and pick a topic, a historic, whether that be historical, cultural or otherwise topic. Right. Right. It, um, just to give you an example of what we mean by this. So for instance, Kaku Ranger, which became Mighty mm -hmm. Morphin Season 3 and Alien mm -hmm. Rangers. Mm -hmm. In that, if you look at the... In that show, the villains are yokai, which is something that doesn't quite have an equivalent in the West. Not entirely, so... Not entirely. Like, we, you know, we have ghost stories and spirits and... Urban and legends. Urban legends and cryptids and stuff like that over here as well. But yokai are in are something of... It's a very... It's a very Japanese thing. Right. It's very, very Japanese. Right. And, like, so, like, I know, like, like all the Monsters of the Week in Kaku Ranger are inspired by actual yokai from actual yokai lore. The villains, from what I understand, are all from that. Uh, Rito's Sentai counterpart, is, I actually did research on this, uh, is actually based on a real yokai, a really freaky yokai, actually, and one of the newer yokai stories compared to a lot of the other ones. So, you know, that's, you know, something that could be, that we could potentially talk about there. Just to give you one example, we jotted down a few ideas. We're still trying to figure it out. So don't mind our mess. <laughs> so to kick off this season of the Power Trip, we are actually going to be starting with a comic discussion. And we're going to be talking about Going Green from Paper mm -hmm. Cuts, which I believe is the last comic published before Boom took over the series. Right, right, right. Yeah, duh. Don't give everything away in the notes yet. We still have to do okay. the uh, the epic plot the synopsis. <laughs> oh, uh, this is this is this is taking a little I don't I thought I would have more muscle memory than this, but anyway. <laughs> Nathan, so many jokes. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. Cue the good, isn't he? <laughs> All the time. And all the <laughs> and time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Oh, boy. Cue the damn music. <laughs> Language, young man. <laughs> After yet another of her monsters is defeated, as in drop dead, by the Power Rangers, Rita Repulsa orders her minions to find the missing sixth power coin. She sends the monster Corruptor to Earth and notices a young man named Tommy Oliver who seems worthy of wielding the coin. Will Tommy resist Rita's feminine wiles and save our heroes? So this is a weird little comic. 
Um, <laughs> and to be honest so yes. with you, to be honest with you, I don't know if I should take this seriously or if it was made as a parody. Well, let me put that into perspective for you a little bit here, because I did a little bit of digging. So you mentioned before we got to the plot synopsis that this was the last Power Ranger comic published by Paper Cuts with a Z. <laughs> because, okay. Yeah, because they published Power Ranger comics from 2012 to 2014. This was the last one they published before Boom picked it up. If you would like to read this, the actual original graphic novel, which I think is about 50 or 60 pages long, is kind of hard to come by, but there are these handy-dandy little Mighty Morphin Power Ranger archive graphic novels with a bunch of the old comics from multiple yeah, big companies, I might add, big including Marvel. Like yeah, uh, big omnibus books. Um, yep. I bought I bought mine from Amazon, but I have seen them in the wild at like Barnes and Noble and Books a Million. Right, and this one is in Volume Two, and uh, and it's got some interesting neighbors in this. The it's hanging out here with a Mega Force comic that's done like a manga. It's also got comics from Image, Acclaim, and Valiant, and I think some of the early the really early, early boom Studios stuff mm -hmm. i think it, that i think volume two features the very first issue of the boom studios comics mm -hmm. and i think and this is under yeah it is under the boom studios brand so mm -hmm. they did publish this but regardless so you, that's the best way to find it and read it if you want to well, it's the cheapest. Yeah. It's it's the cheapest way and the easiest way. The sure. cheapest, yeah, and easiest. Unless you want to get a digital version, I'm sure there's a digital version somewhere. But anyway, this comic was published, so. like I said, 2014, specifically October 22nd. And I did a little bit of research on paper cuts, as I had never heard of paper cuts until I was looking into this stuff, you know, and read this comic. Paper cuts still exist. They were founded in 2005, and they make comics comics specifically for children and families. Mm -hmm. And they do stuff now like they are publishing the original Smurfs comics and they have several other of their own original characters like that was uh, they had like uh, I'm going to go look it up here really, really quick. Yeah, just to oh, dang it, just to get uh, put this into perspective and give you tell you what kind of stuff they do. Yeah, they have a character. who He's a mouse and his name is Geronimo Stilton. They have a merboy. I'll call him named Gilbert and a series called Dinosaur Explorers, which, which looks very much like a manga. Mm -hmm. So that, that gives you an idea of what we're dealing with here because the tone of this comic is interesting. <laughs> I don't believe, I don't know. I personally don't know if they know what, tone they want to strike with it well we'll talk we'll talk about that but just to let everybody know the creative team on this are writers this is two writers is and i hope i say this right stefan patrucha and ryan buell buell our illustrator is ph marcondes 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 i don't I'm sorry if i butchered your name <laughs> Our colorist is Mindy, Mindy Indy. I just now saw that Mindy Indy. 
And okay. our letterer is Brian Senka. And the reason we're talking about this is not only because it's Power Rangers, you might be thinking, why are we starting with this and not something from Boom Studios? Because this is the only not Boom Studios comic that we have slated for potential coverage this season. It's because it's a prequel to Green with Evil. And you mm -hmm. and I talked a bit about this comic, Michael, when you mm -hmm. sponsored uh, an MIFV episode on Green with Evil. That was actually mm -hmm. the first when I first read this comic was in yeah, anticipation we used, of that episode. Uh, we referenced uh, we referenced this comic and Shattered Grid in that and Shattered Grid, yeah, a couple of others, but Soul of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is the question to ask now or at the end of our discussion, but is it canon? <laughs> uh, see, that's a really that's, that's should we really talk about that now or or when we're done? Well, you know, that's at the a end. really different. <laughs> That's a really difficult question for me to answer because there are things about it that you could consider canon, specifically with the green power coin, but they're so absurd that I almost don't even want them to be canon because they're just so stupid. Like Planet <laughs> Rutabaga. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Rutabaga is canon to the audio drama now. I don't care. Oh, it's still a, it. <laughs> I don't care. It's still a stupid name. That's why it makes me think that this was supposed to be a parody that, and not a serious um, a prequel to Green with Evil. Okay. Here, you and I were talking about this. Here's my theory. Okay. Because fine. this really does border on parody. If not full tilt parody, because good Lord, some of the lines in this, you know, like, like uh, I'm trying to look up this particular, I've got the comic here with me. Like there's a scene where Rita is trying to decide if she wants to make corrupt her with a K because as Linkara says, poor literacy is cool. And it's, you know, cause it forgot that the nineties ended. 15 years ago right. <laughs> before this. And she's trying to say she's going to make the monster grow or not. And she says, maybe I will make him grow. And this That's time, maybe I part. even have a plan. That's my favorite part after all. <laughs> That's my favorite part. And that's just... That's just a taste of the wackiness that is Rita Repulsa in this comic. But, <laughs> but it's stuff like that. So, but, so I'm like, is it a... I don't think it's a mean-spirited parody by by any means. No, I don't think so either. No. Yeah, but I'm like, is it a parody, a well-intentioned parody, or is this a creative team making what they think the show is or how they remember the show, but it's not really the show? You know, kind of like how people think that Captain Kirk talks like this, Spa. Even though he never really did that. That's parody Shatner. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not real William Shatner. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that they are they were fans of the show who were just making something based on what they remember the show being. Right. But because this they, they, I would they I would weren't necessarily this is taking than the it show. seriously. Yeah. They weren't necessarily taking it seriously. Right. Because like uh, like Pardon me for trying to interrupt, but I was just trying to say this is I, I think this is arguably sillier than the show. Oh, no, it is. It's <laughs> it's very much it's very much sillier than the show. It's delightfully silly. 
I would say. Yeah, well, it's delightfully creepy, and it's delightful. Okay, creepy. do we want to talk about that now or later? <laughs> I mean, we're just having a free-flowing... That's what these comic discussions are about. They're just free, free-flowing okay. conversations. Okay, okay. Rita, what the heck is going on with Rita in this? <laughs> she, Rita, no, what it is, no, Rita be horny in this one. She is... <laughs> she, I have in more ways than one. I mean, <laughs> I think Rita I mean, comes off as a very she is horny incredibly character. Incredibly full of herself. She's obsessed with her own reflection. She's got a, she a narcissist complex going on here, which <laughs> is not necessarily out of character for no, her. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not because she was a she was a very vain character to begin with. Right, but it's just so funny when we cut to her palace on the moon. She's yelling at her minions like she always does, looking at her reflection. Then she just starts reminiscing about when she got the six power coin. This is why this is a big deal. This is how we mm-hmm. find out because in the show, she just has the coin. And that was a big mm-hmm. point of contention, not contention, right. but that was a big point of discussion for you and me, Michael, on the Film Vault episode because our argument there, just to, you know, the TLDR of that is we said that the theme of Green with Evil was the nature of evil because Rita has the coin she doesn't make a coin because we said evil by its nature can't create can only corrupt what was mm. already good exactly, exactly. Know, it's, a, it's a very tolkien idea so we find out in this this is how she got the coin which involved her trying to invade planet rutabaga and fighting a wizard king named was it Rootin Tuman? Yeah, Rootin. Yeah, the Rudy, the Rudy Tootie Stinky Booty guy. Yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah. And then arranging a peace conference. <laughs> yes. And then try, and then going to the desert of despair and trying to steal the power coin from a rusty from statue a ninja, of ninja. <laughs> from a ninja statue. Yeah, yeah a rusty one like, too. And then, she, I, and then she has a beam clash with him, and then just the coin just magically falls into her hand, and that's how she has it. So like I, 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 in my, as I'm reading that, I'm hearing the sound effect doink in, in my head as the coin falls into Rita's hand. Right. Um, right. But so, so that's just how it starts. So she's just randomly reminiscing about that and it's mm-hmm. all, and she's narrating the whole thing. It sounds kind of funny. She's like, I'm going to pretend to be an old sage. Oh crap. I don't get to use my old man voice because <laughs> the guy figures it out. Yeah, the, the radish head figures it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, so she's smacking her minions around and yelling at them. It's like, say the monsters! And she sends down Corrupter with a K. If the theme wasn't apparent already. And he has acid powers. That but we'll talk about Corrupter a little later. And then... That are incredibly weak acid powers, but okay. Uh, though they're very... They're not weak. They're inconsistent. Consistent. <laughs> inconsistent. And then when, to- when Tommy kind of tries to help the rangers fight him rita's like i'm gonna go down there i think i found because the bat because her minions asked her why haven't you because she said oh all of that stuff with root and tuman was ten thousand years ago it's like and why haven't you used the coin yet she said two reasons knuckleheads because somehow they forgot about this or maybe they just like giving rita an excuse to talk <laughs> and she said one i haven't found anyone worthy to wield it two i lost it go find it <laughs> And then she goes down and oh my gosh. She comes on she comes on to Tommy so much. It's kind of weird. Hey handsome. <laughs> like like 
I'm looking at the panels right now in the scores of four panels on two pages. She comes on to him about four or five times. <laughs> and then she calls him her son, which makes yeah, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause she's like, Hey, handsome. <laughs> I'm a dream come true. <laughs> Call me Rita cutie. <laughs> you got some great moves, Tommy boy. Oh my good Lord. And then she tells him later to call her mommy repulse. <laughs> Cause it goes from, I think you're a handsome dude and I want to marry you kind of to, I want to make you my son. I'm like, Rita, you have issues and I don't want a subscription. <laughs> I told you the most interesting panel in that whole book was when she, uh, looked in, to Tommy's past and realized yeah. that he was a, a kid with, with a troubled past. Right. Uh, and, and she tried to take advantage of that. Right. Yeah. Although all we really see in this is it looks like he's surrounded by bullies. Mm. That's as much detail as we get. It so makes we could, sense, but I would have liked more. Right. So we assume that he was bullied as a kid and he, and he took up martial arts to protect himself. And then it just kind of gave him the discipline to know right from wrong there. Right. And she goes and she goes on these like long, like diet, like these long, like these uh, monologues with herself. And Tommy's just kind of standing back like maybe I should just wait until she just talks herself to death. Basically. And, she's, and because one of the, one panels, one panel says that she's looking at her. Ref, she's looking at her reflection in a puddle of water. I love and, that. It's like, like it's, it's like she has ADD <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I watched up. I watched up the other night. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> Reflection. <laughs> right. So basically to <laughs> Tommy is internally, he's dialoguing with himself saying she's so busy looking at herself that um, she's not even noticing that the Rangers are getting their asses kicked. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just realized I was say I said she had a narcissist complex, which mm. for those who don't know narcissist, which is where we get the word narcissist. Narcissus mm. was a figure in Greek mythology who thought himself so handsome. He would constantly admire his own reflection. And one day he was doing that by a lake, looking at himself mm. in the water. And then he fell in and drowned. Oh, they Tommy breaks the water tower on the building where they are to take care of the monster of the week and soaks poor Rita. So, okay. So, so let's talk about, let's, we can, we'll talk a little bit more about the story and the plot here. I'm sure more when we get to thematics, but let's talk about the actual aesthetics of the book, because I started to bring this up earlier and you told me to save it for the show. So this, I don't know what art style this is is like what it's art manga style inspired. would you, it's it's manga inspired okay that's what and it looks the, like to me because with the the character designs particularly the expressions spe mm. it's most noticeable i would say actually on rita because rita mm. is extremely expressive and she's got the big anime mouth and her the big eyes anime are a little like doll bit, eyes are a little bit too, larger well, the big anime doll eyes too. Yeah, the big anime doll eyes. That they're, they're most noticeable with her, mm -hmm. you know, and, and and her expressions. Like I said, look very anime esque. The other character, you can see it in the other characters, particularly the human characters. There's a little bit of it with like Squat and Babu and 
the other and the you know the non-human characters but you can really see it with her and like oh yeah like on uh, if you go to i don't know if you have your comic with you but if you go to page 265 and look at that bottom panel where you see the the whole ranger team like look at kimberly that is straight up anime girl right there oh it is yeah oh that is yeah, for straight sure straight up anime girl oh for sure yeah 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 i can totally yeah 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 and corrupter Looks like he belongs in Dragon Ball C. <laughs> he does. Okay, so I'm not the I'm I don't I I was not the biggest Dragon Ball fan growing up. So who was the green villain in Dragon Ball that looked that Cell. Was, Cell. That's what it is. Okay, so his design reminded me a lot of Cell. Yeah, but his design, he's got like shoulders that go on for days, and he's got the widest chest, a really tiny waist, no neck. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, I have no, I have to read his dialogue now with the Arnold voice. Right? Oh God. <laughs> I built to destroy the power ages. You, you think some muley human can stop me? <laughs> Make way for corrupter. My oozing acids will make the Power Rangers weapons and armor, leaving them helpless. <laughs> now time to destroy those puny Power Rangers. Where are they? <laughs> you better put the worms back in the can. I'm just. <laughs> are you Are you done? I was gonna say, are yeah. you done? Are you Are no, you done? I, uh, I don't need to do it anymore. I just, you know, okay. I was just on the okay. right pages where I could do. Something. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind. I don't mind the art style. Honestly, it just look. It's just different. It's just different from Boom right. Studios. Like, because my. Here, sorry. Go ahead. No, no I was gonna I was say. Just, I was gonna say my frame of reference for for Power Rangers comics has only been the Boom Studios comics. Right. Right. Well, let me tell you. There's been a for. If you look at some of the other comics in these archives of like, oh my gosh, the art styles are really all over the place. Oh my God. Some of those older <laughs> Marvel comics. I remember those grow. I remember those as a kid. Well, I remember, I remember seeing them as a kid. Right. My favorite one. And I haven't read the actual issue was there was a Power Rangers Zeo comic published by image. And I'm like, yeah, that looks like nineties image. <laughs> I know a 90s image when I see it. <laughs> My, the one I remember the most, I don't know. I think it was a Marvel comic, but the monster of the week was a giant cowboy pig. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. I haven't read the, all of these collections yet. I, 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 I skimmed through it. I think that one might even be in volume one, but I, I skimmed through them one day and I'm like, Oh, I remember that growing up as a kid. Cause I remember like they would publish, um, they would they would sometimes give you Power Rangers. Do you remember when Serial would come with comics, like every Vaguely. now and then, like like Serial companies like Kellogg's and stuff like that? They would send you or Fruit Loops. I specifically Fruit Loops. I remember this. Uh, they would send you like issue like one issue of a comic book inside of a cereal box, and I remember one of those issues being a Power Rangers comic. Right. Right. But anyway, the, the what I was going to remark on is, yeah, the artwork in this is definitely manga inspired, mm -hmm. but the writing style, as weird as this sounds, reminds me of Silver Age comics, specifically Stan Lee. This 
really seems like it's trying really hard to be a Stan Lee-esque comic in writing style. There's a lot of alliteration. There's some really kind of goofy turns of phrase. You know, the, I was going to ask. Gonna... Is very, the humor is very... The, the humor is very Silver Age, which... I was going to ask you... Maybe because it was well, I was going to ask you because I, you're more of a comic reader than I was or as than I am even currently, but why would, what makes this, what makes this stand out as a silver age style comic to you? But you know, you kind of already, you already said right. that. Well, and the premise is really wild and kind of silly. And, uh, you know, there, there's always just these very convenient and quick, you, you know, explanations for things and plot points. Like, the whole thing about corruptors acid because that's actually corruptors power is actually really interesting mm-hmm. and, uh, which is that I, I, he doesn't say what it is i'm guessing it's supposed to be his pores like his skin pores and mm-hmm. they just he oozes acid okay that's actually kind of horrifying that's a horrifying concept he's going it to is. use We've it We've seen we've seen monsters of the week with acid with with acid attacks before. Yeah, but they usually spit it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not shooting it from their from multiple places on their bodies like this guy is. Like he flexes and the acid comes out. It's gross. But he says he's going to use it to melt the Power Rangers weapons and armor and the first thing I wrote down was armor. Don't you mean spandex? It's not spandex. There, you took the you you uh, you took the punchline. I'm proud of you. Anyway, <sighs> but then Tommy, unmorph Tommy. And that's the other interesting thing is Tommy never technically meets the Rangers in this. He's always uh, around them, but he's right. he never actually meets them. So they kept to that because the Rangers don't meet him until Green with Evil. I actually do like the I actually do like the fact that. I don't know how I don't know how else to phrase this, but I I like the fact that Tommy keeps avoiding our Rangers. Does that right. make sense? Right. Where he's he's still there, but the Rangers don't know he's there. So I just right. feel like that's really interesting. Right. But anyway, he picks a fight with Corruptor, which is preposterous enough already. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. You're straining your. I know you're you're silly and borderline parody, but this is straining a little bit of credibility here for me, comic. And he picks a fight with Corruptor, and the Corruptor says, "I'm going to get you with my acid." And then he douses him with acid, and I'm like, "Well, this is going to be bad." No, it's not that. The, like I said, it's not the acid is weak. The acid is inconsistent. Apparently, the acid works doesn't work on anything other than ranger weapons and armor. I mean, spandex, I mean, armor. (laughs) I'm like, how does that work? Finster is so good. He's incompetent. (laughs) How is that possible? (laughs) I just, that is, that is a new concept to me to be so good at your job. You're incompetent. Because they say Corruptor was designed to kill the Power Rangers. Okay. His okay. acid is so effective on their weapons 
and the Zord. Later on, we find out the Zords and their costumes. That it doesn't work on anything else. So it's so it's so specially designed that it. I don't know. I don't know how to. I, right, but we still the, have to use a science lesson, a chemistry lesson. To save the Power Rangers, that's why Tommy takes out the water tower that we were yeah, joking because about acid earlier. And water, because acid and water don't mix. No, it's because water dilutes acid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. And apparently water when you... That's what I mean. Water dilutes acid. Acid and water doesn't mix well. And apparently when you dilute acid enough with water, it turns into soap. I... Is that, like, legitimate, though? Like, I don't... Like, I'm not a chemistry guy, so I, is that, I, like, true? I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it okay. makes sense. I'm sure there's acidic properties to cleaning solutions. I mean, I bet it was a little bit at the forefront of my mind because my bathroom needs a little bit of cleaning, but so the, so, okay. So the premise is really silly. Like the, the, the acid is the acid works in very, very specific ways, but it's not, but when I, as I was reading that, it, it's not too unsimilar to what happens actually in the show where things will happen in Power Rangers for like plot convenience. And it's very, very convenient, like very like it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if this did not actually happen in the show. Like, oh, the acid works on the weapons, but it Zordon, the acid doesn't actually burn our skin. Well, Rangers, it must only work on your weapons. Just don't use your weapons and punch him with your bare hands. Like <laughs> with your swoosh gloves. <laughs> with my swoosh gloves. Yes. <laughs> oh, no one will get no one will understand what that means. Swoosh gloves. <laughs> I well, and as someone who's neck deep in Jew Ranger right now for the, our next episode. Sentai's not beyond that logic too. <laughs> oh no, it's not. It's not. I'm I'm not which is going to make Jew Ranger a really interesting discussion because I don't honestly know who did it better because they're yeah. both just really different. Save it for um, the next episode. <laughs> save it for the next episode, but we have this comic to talk about which is really silly and I don't know yeah. what else to say. But so okay, I will say this. I will say this. Um I think I think I think hang on I think that the the stuff with all I think the stuff with the coin should be taken as canon and it's not out of the realm of possibility that you know Rita hid or misplaced the coin but we just don't know that from the show and it turns out that the coin is just sitting under her vanity the whole time <laughs> keeping it level um I mean that's not we we don't know that for sure, but okay, fine. And then the comic leaves off with, now that I have, this is paraphrasing, of course, now that I have the coin, next time when I run into Mr. Oliver, I won't ask him. I will just demand well, it. No, it's just like, and next time I won't ask. And I'm like, can someone please me to Rita right now? She's coming yeah, on to an underage boy. <laughs> she- <laughs> <laughs> Although she says on her planet that ch- that you know, uh, uh, children become adults at age six, and I'm like, how? B- you know, how seriously, do we want to take these? You know, okay, so 
here's the thing. You can't help it when it's written in such a way that it's it it it's almost like a double entendre, okay? <laughs> it's it, you can't help it. You, I you just can't like that. mommy like sugar mommy Rita or uh, <laughs> uh mommy repulsa, which by the way, by the way, that that line from Rita comes on the heels of Corruptor, who's now giant, telling the Rangers in the Megazord, come to Papa. <laughs> come to papa (laughs) come to papa (laughs) i'm gonna go find that now where is i really i at least i and i've read most i've read most of the comics that we're going to be talking about in the future and my god they are more dignified than this here you go good now i can melt you into one big megazord blob come to papa God. <laughs> at least the megazord looks good <laughs> well i mean i mean really I, I are you gonna argue against you know hot anime versions of our ranger team i'm not <laughs> oh that just reminds me of a, that just reminds me of some of the cheesy dialogue in this in this i don't know why that reminded me but it just reminded me of some of the cheesy dialogue in this comic when when uh when Tommy first shows up, I th- I thought at first I thought it was Jason, but it's not. It's just some random kid. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna ha- you're you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to go up against Jason. He's the best of the best." I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact line. Um, he's the best of the best. He's a real teenager with attitude. I'm like, really? <laughs> Title drop. <laughs> really? Come on, guys. <laughs> Like who writes this crap? Come on! <laughs> well, like I, I know names. <laughs> I know that I know that Power Rangers wasn't known for its witty dialogue half most of the time. But come on, guys! Like, like which makes which just it just makes me think that whoever wrote whoever wrote this and whoever created the people that created this the team behind this particular comic was basing it on what they thought Power Rangers was and not what it actually was. <laughs> Well, I can't fault him for one thing, though. Tommy what? is so B.A. he punches a kaiju in the foot. He's so B.A. that he he kicks a water tower down. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, come on. All right, fine. Like, All right. OK. Now, I do have some odd nitpicks in this, and then we can you know get to some closing thoughts on this. But. We got to talk about thematics. We got well, thematics. We'll get, no, I, yeah, before we get to thematics, I have a few weird little nitpicks. Okay, there's a subplot in this with Billy and the freaking red bug. And it's really silly. And it's so silly because he's like, the red bug broke down. I can't figure out what's going on. By the way, Zordon and Alpha never show up in this. <laughs> no, Zordon and Alpha. Like, I think they come through the communicators, but that's it. Yeah, Zordon. They talk to Zordon via the communicators, but we don't actually see Zordon. Yeah, but the teleporters broke after they fought a monster at the beginning, which, okay, here's the first one. This comic literally starts with an already giant monster, and the ranger are like, we have to fight this! What are we going to do now? And then the monster literally just keels over right there. And the next panel is all the rangers raising their fists in triumph, saying, more phenomenal! And then the next panel, they're unmorphed, and they're getting into the rad bug to leave because the teleporters are broken. Mm. 
And I'm like, what? <laughs> Talk about establishing a tone very quickly. <laughs> that was like four panels. <laughs> nice job, I guess. Uh, but so there's this whole thing going on with the rad bug. And he's like, it, like it, Billy keeps getting distracted the whole time. He's like, What's wrong with the rad bug? What's wrong with the rad bug? And then he thinks of corruptor corruption. Oh, my spark plugs are corroded or, or have corrosion. I don't like corruption, corrosion, tomato, tomato. But anyway, so the first, this one I can kind of forgive a little bit because I think even I've made this mistake, but they, they describe corruptors superpower as acidic Niagara Falls. They spelled Niagara wrong. Oh, I mean, Niagara is not the easiest word to remember how to spell. I've screwed that one up. Yeah, they forgot the th second A. It's supposed to mm -hmm. be Niagara, but they spelled it mm -hmm. Niagara because that's how people tend to say it. Right. You know, it's just, it's an it's a it's an English. Well, it's not just an English it's thing. An it's, just innocent, a, it's just it's just a spoken language that is thing. An, that, that is an innocent. And, that's an innocent typo. It's an right. innocent typo. But you know what's uh, what is not quite so innocent? They couldn't even spell what's Tommy's that? name right. Oliver. Not O L V E R. Oliver. Tommy Oliver. Yeah, it's maybe, on the maybe, bio. It's on the bio page in the comic. Maybe, maybe we've actually been saying it wrong this whole time. Maybe the comic book got it right, and we've actually been saying it wrong. Then you're you're telling me that this is the only piece of Power Rangers media that ever got it right, and that thirty years of television have been getting it wrong this entire time. Yes. Yes, it's that's what I'm. It, it's not. It's not out of the realm of possibility, Marchand. That Rantmaster button is looking really tempting right now. <laughs> <laughs> you promised you were not going to press that damn button. That, I didn't say I, pro I didn't promise to not push the button. I just I, I, it wasn't even me who said it. It was our friend Danny who said, oh, you don't have to hit the Rantmaster button for Sentai. So I've just been going into this thinking it will be very unlikely that Rantmaster will the, bu well, that the Rantmaster still, button will be pressed. It's still unlikely. It's still unlikely. You know what? Tommy Oliver, Tommy Oliver, you know, tomato, tomato. And then, the, but then the other one that was quite silly was it said that he was one of the <laughs> few unpowered humans capable of whining against the putties. I mean, Tommy was a sensitive soul and he was kind of a whiner. I'm not going to, I'm but not they, gonna... if, but Hey, if that's the case and they spelled whining wrong, they forgot the H. Maybe he was trying to whine and dine the putties. Maybe that's what they meant. They're like he's, he's, you want you whine he's, he's, you use. Wait a minute. So you're telling me what you're what what the what the comic is trying to say is that Tommy, mm -hmm. who's maybe like 14, uh -huh. somehow can get his hands on alcohol, yes. and then use the alcohol against the putties because it's yes. whining against the putties. So is he like? setting up a table with a fancy dinner with wine and then gets the putties to sit there and get them to drink it. Is the wine poisoned? I didn't know putties drank wine. They, they do actually. They it's, it's a moon wine. It's a special oh. wine for it's a special fermented wine only made on the moon. Not to be confused made, with moonshine. 
not to be confused. You're correct. See, you're catching on. You've been, you and I have been hanging out long enough. It's not to be confused with moonshine because that's a whole other animal unto itself. No, 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 no. It's it's made in the similar. It's made in the. In, it's made in the. It's it's very similar process as moon cheese, but so you have moon wine and moon cheese, and so that's what they make your. That's what you make your moon charcuterie boards out of. Okay, so you're telling me that. An underage 14-year-old kid managed mm-hmm. to get wine from the moon mm-hmm. as part of an elaborate trip, uh, a trap, mm-hmm. I should say, to mm-hmm. set up a fancy dinner to, to catch putties and poison mm-hmm. them with wine. I see nothing. As opposed no- to just punching them in their soft, soft Play-Doh-y faces. I see nothing. I see. I, I see nothing wrong with with that theory. Okay, that's that's an that's a, okay. Fine. I, th- this is getting way too silly. We need to move on. <laughs> Listeners with attitude, through the magic of post production, you did not hear the wholesale destruction of my co-host. It's amazing what one kind of in poor taste joke can do to your co-host. <laughs> Kind of in poor taste. Kind of in poor. I'm not even going to mention it because it's in such poor taste. That was a humorous understatement. Got some lemon water there to help you. Uh, no, some it's just diluted regular. corrupter acid. Is that? It? You... <sighs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Like I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to just melt my throat so I don't. Uh, so I don't have to do this podcast anymore. Um, this is only episode uh, but, one. Uh, actually, how about this? Speaking of corrupter, what happened to him at the end of this comic? Did he blow up? I'm I think he just sure drowned. I think he just drowned and floated. I think, or I think he just floated away because that's kind of what it seemed like. I don't. But the thing is, is I can't tell if that's if there's like water coming up behind him or something. That's why I'm confused. That's what I assumed was going on, but it doesn't necessarily say either. Right. And then in a couple of panels that are weirdly violent for what's supposed to be a children's comic, the Megazord takes the power sword to Corruptor and he literally blocks it with his forearm. And then the Megazord stabs him in the chest, well, in the stomach. And we see what looks like blue blood gushing out of him. And then suddenly he seems to explode in blue liquid. So have we thoroughly answered the question of, is it canon? The Ranger wiki treats it like it is. I'm will. Okay. So I'm willing to accept it as canon, but I'm also, I also want to ignore some of the aspects of it. Like planet rutabaga, the ninja statue, um, basically I want to ignore mommy everything Repulsa. about mommy Repulsa, horny Rita. Um, I want to ignore Rapina this time, <laughs> right? I want to ignore all the things except for the stuff that's relevant to the power coin itself. You can't really leave out the ninja statue. So Nathan, okay. So we are going to attempt because like we talked about, we we are going to attempt to have some thematic discussions with these comic books. And 
Before we get into our final thoughts, I think we should just go straight into the thematic discussion. Um, we, I would, is it safe to say we, we, we struggled a little bit trying to find a theme for this, but we settled on vanity as our theme for, for this comic. It was actually kind of funny how I came to that conclusion. It was. Do you want to tell the listeners of the attitude how you actually came well, to that conclusion? Was, yeah. Well, what was funny is you were texting me a couple hours ago and you're like, I'm thinking maybe the theme for this could be destiny, but I don't know. And then I'm looking at the part. It's like, okay, so we got... Which is a much mommy more repulsa here coming on to Tommy trying to which is a much him. more which is a much more dignified theme than this comic deserves. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Yeah. And she's trying to tempt him to the dark side, you know, yes. and she's she's a Delilah to his Samson, you know, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, which is a very common thing in literature going all the way back to the ancients you know talk we talked about it in the hero uh, when i've talked about the hero's journey you know there an aspect of it is you know the temptation of the woman you know something to it doesn't always it's not always a woman but it's something to take the hero off of his path you know lure him away and then i'm like well okay can i use that as a starting point to bounce off of other things you know and then that eventually led me to like wait a minute Rita is doing that because she's really full of herself the whole time. And she's, you know, she's coming on the Tommy. The the Rangers are kind of overconfident at the beginning. Corruptor is really full of himself too because of his muscles and his acid powers that turn out to be too selective to work. You know, I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, and then what really, and then I started thinking about, like, oh, Rita's always admiring her reflection. And then, she looks at herself in the mirror. Is like, wait a minute, full of herself, looking in the mirror. Vanity, because <laughs> that's another name for a mirror. Yep. <laughs> I was proud of myself. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then what happens at the end? We find out where's the power coin been this whole time. It's been squat. sitting under that damn. It's been sitting under that damn mirror the whole time. Yeah, squat and used it to prop up the vanity to make Rita happy. Which begs the question: Wouldn't why would you use that? Because you know, like squat's not. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna assume he's not this stupid. That uh, have you watched Power Rangers, sir? I have. I'm just gonna assume that Squat's not that stupid. That it's like, oh, this thing that looks like a power coin, it could be important. Let's use it as a a, a leveling tool for a mirror. <laughs> Unlike you, I am totally willing to believe that Squat is that stupid. Maybe not Babu, the, but I'm willing to believe Squat's that dumb. The equivalent of of folding a piece of paper under your desk chair to keep it level is what this is, <laughs> is, is what that is. I think the coin's a little thicker than that, but <laughs> what it's like a little wobble, like the slightest wobble and then he puts it under the fix it regardless. So you know, the, vanity, 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 all is vanity. <laughs> to, as vanity, Ecclesi- vanity, as Ecclesiastes would say, <laughs> mm. but yeah. It's most obvious with Rita when she, I mean, you could say that the story she's reminiscing about, I mean, you could say Rita's an unreliable narrator because she's trying to make herself look better. Mm-hmm. You know, so you maybe could. some of that isn't entirely true. 
Maybe. But but she is in possession of the coin, so it well, has to be true on some but it but it has to be true so it has to be true on some level. Right. The devil, as they say, the devil is in the details, and some of the details may have been fudged, but yeah. Right. But and then you know, so that's the most apparent one. She's constantly distracted by her reflection. She thinks she's so She's so wonderful that she can just walk up to Tommy and be like, ooh, I think you're cute. And then, oh, wait, how about I make you my son? You know, it's just, yeah. And ultimately, she's undone by her vanity. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. She's standing around talking about herself all the time and, yeah. you know, it's so confident in everything. And then Tommy uses that as a distraction to, to break a water tower and flood everything and then like narcissus before her <laughs> she ends up dunked in water she managed to avoid drowning good for her but mm. and to some degree it's almost it's it, it's almost the same way with our rangers where in that in the billy um subplot where it seems as though billy is more concerned with fixing his rad bug than you know helping the rangers defeat the monster Right. And then Jason has to keep him on track and has to keep you on track. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, and the only one who really seems to be displaying any humility at this point is Tommy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but and then you know, I guess to a certain extent, Corruptor kind of gets his comeuppance because good Lord, he thinks he's the, you know, the best monster of the week ever. You know, I mean, it's really funny to it's really funny to me that Corruptor was defeated by water. So he was washed clean. So yeah. he's un. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, water in water. You know, oh, water in a lot of literature is used uh, as a symbol of uh, purity. Yeah. Purity, or a lot of times also life. You know, mm -hmm. It has a cleansing effect. Mm -hmm. But in, in in Corruptor's case, it was a uh, it was it diluted his corrosion. Mm -hmm. His it very his selective act. corrosion. His very selective corrosion powers. Yes. Yes, quite. quite. <laughs> Here's the first yes, quite of the year. Uh, first yes, quite of the year. But yeah. So you know, there's so I I, I definitely see a duality of vanity and humility. In mm -hmm. this, yeah, whether that be so. the the vain people are humbled in some form or another, or you have Tommy who who's just starts off humble, and mm -hmm. you know, yeah. just like we talked about in the Green with Evil episode, you talk about where we talked about Tommy was a good kid who was corrupted, was but he, was, he but he was just not he wasn't he didn't start out as a bad kid he started out as a mm -hmm. good kid who just was corrupted. Mm -hmm. So that it would fit into what we were talking, mm -hmm. what we talked about there. It's so mm -hmm. weird to think about that episode now in light of what's happened the last few months. Yeah, that's it's. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things now that I, I don't want I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there's a lot of things now. You look back at past episodes of Rangers, and even if you look back at at this comic, like you know Tommy in this comic. Tommy in this comic is a good kid. Like he's just trying, he's just, he's just moved to Angel Grove to get a fresh start. He's a good kid. He just wants to, he wants to get himself involved in the martial arts scene. 
And fate just kind of found Tommy in the path of the monster. And, you know, he did not know the Rangers from Adam. In fact, I don't think, I don't ah. even think. He, ha. Yeah, I know. Okay. I just realized what I said. <laughs> he didn't know them at all, but he stepped in to try to save them because mm-hmm. he, that was just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he even mentions like, I'm so tired of trouble following me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, he's the one a humble, truly humble person in this. Now, admittedly, we don't get a whole lot from the main team of Rangers. Like, I, there's hardly any dialogue from Zach and Trini and Kim. You know, mm. We get some from Jason, some, a fair amount from Billy, but that's it. Know, so that's about it because this is a very Tommy-centric story, which I understand. Yeah. Do you to try to salvage what is a really ridiculous comic? Um, do you find this comic to be tragic in light of what we would see the character evolve into later? The character of Tommy Oliver, the character of Tommy Oliver. Yeah. I don't know if, what do you mean by tragic? I get I, it's what I should ask. That the, 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 the character started out with such good intentions. He moved to angel Grove to get a fresh start. And, oh, okay. uh, he, he, so does, he, are he you get a- good. I was just say, are you asking if it enhances the Green with Evil story? Does it? Yes. Does this enhance the Green with Evil story? I think does so. it do its job? Does it do its I th- job? I think it does. I like because I even said, you know, well, going back and watching Green with Evil within it, the the context of Mighty Morphin, it is actually kind of harrowing to see such a good kid be forced to be evil, mm. Mm. and that's because that's what's terrifying about it and i know there have been points where either different iterations of tommy has wrestled with that like in the audio drama you know the, uh, joe shout out to joey sorless you are as far as i care the heir apparent to the <laughs> to the mantle of tommy oliver but you know like the the audio dramas wrestled with that a bit the comics i know the boom studios comics have wrestled with that a little bit to a certain extent i think the show did it but you know, how with, much of that um, was really Tommy and how much of that was Rita's influence. But mm-hmm. even if it was yeah, mostly, I mean, you know, mostly, if not entirely with, Rita's influence, it's still harrowing because he's acting out of character. Yeah, it totally did. And it just, I, and I think, I think that this, like I said, this comic does do its job of being a good, not perfect, but a good prequel to green with evil and that whole saga. It is at least nice to know how Rita came in possession of the dragon coin, no matter how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we quoted Ecclesiastes earlier, but Proverbs famously said pride goes before a fall. And I think this is a good example of that. It is and mm-hmm. the, the, our hero. Tommy is taking advantage of the vanity of the villain, which is sometimes overplayed. It's a little bit of a joke now about how cocky villains get and they sit around Mm -hmm. and brag about stuff. And then the hero uses that to his advantage. But I think that I I think it works. I think them. I think the I I just watched the Incredibles for the first time in a long time the other night. You caught me monologuing. Yes, yeah, that. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Like you that's caught right. me monologuing. Good you, for you. Tommy you. caught Rita monologuing. <laughs> exactly. It's like you said. It's become a little bit of a joke. It's become a little bit of a, a self-aware joke within right. within superhero franchises now. Right. Right. So, like, but like I said, this comic is harmless. It's incredibly silly. Probably sillier than the show itself, but it's highly oh, entertaining. It and 
I, I think it's a pretty decent prequel to Green with Evil. We can debate the canonicity of it all day if we want to. Let us know what you think, listeners with attitude. Have you read this comic? If you have, what's your opinion on the canonicity of it? Please let us know. But Michael, to kind of finish out this part of the conversation, you hinted at it. And I did want to bring this up because, I mean, we haven't gone into a lot of talk about Jason David Frank since the news. I think we've only had a couple of recordings that were after that. But uh yeah, we we didn't touch on it. We didn't even touch on it too much in the finale, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, I think we kind of talked about it with Alpha's Magical Christmas, but briefly, yeah. Briefly, but Did his death affect your reading of this comic this time? Because I think this is the first time that both of us have read it since he passed. No, I, and this sounds really awful, but no, not really. Mm. Not really. Uh, because I think there's, there is such a clear separation between Tommy, the character and JDF in this particular comic that, um, that the, it just didn't affect me all that much. Now, now talk to me whenever we get to shattered grid, shattered grid. I may have different opinions on. Right. Uh, I mean, but I mean, the character, I mean, the art this is definitely very stylized, but you know, the characters are definitely recognizable. I wouldn't necessarily say they did a one-to-one. I think recreation of the actors, but you I can think tell that who I, everybody is. I think the weird, honestly, I think the weirdest part about all this is knowing that 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 JDF is not here anymore, and that that character, like the character of Tommy Oliver, the character of Tommy Oliver, has to now live on in uh, things like these comics and you know past episodes of Rangers. Like that's the weirdest part to me now. Because uh, we talked about this on the live stream that you always just assume that your heroes are still going to be around, but sometimes stuff happens. Like sometimes tragedies happen just like with JDF. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, his death did not affect my reading of this. Not, not really. Uh, I didn't go into it thinking, Oh, JDF is gone now. And this is going to be really sad to read. No, it just didn't affect me that way for some reason. I don't know if it's because, if it's because I've just been, had time to process the whole thing and it's, you know, I can take things at face value now. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't bother me all that much. Did it bother you? No, it didn't. And as weird as it sounds for me to say this, I think that's a good sign. I said before, I think it was on the live stream. I I don't think I've said it anywhere else. I do think the character of Tommy Oliver needs to transcend mm -hmm. JDF. Mm -hmm. Just like any truly iconic character, I think needs to do that. That's why you know, I'm such a huge advocate for Joey Sorless from the audio drama. You know, as far as, like I said, at least in my mind, he holds the mantle now. And I think he takes that very seriously. And mm -hmm. I do think things like, the comics give an opportunity for the character to continue on even without JDF. And I think 
I'd like to think that that's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, we did learn, we have learned since then that we have learned since his passing that, you know, as much as we, as much as we all jokes like, Oh, you know, he said, he says he's done, but he'll be back. It sounds as though he was legitimately done with mm-hmm. power Rangers. Like he, he just was done. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, like what he told us was true. And we joke. And of course we joked about it. We, you and I even joked. I was like, he'll be back. Like that, like he's never like Tommy Oliver, or I'm sorry. JDF is never going to be done with power Rangers because he is power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is the icon. Um, but you know, what we've learned since his passing was he really did make, it seems as though he really did make that mental transition from being a power ranger to, being Eric Reed, this brand new character that he invented as a passion project. Right. Right. So like I was saying, I think it's good that we weren't going into this carrying that burden or that baggage, I guess it'd be a better way to put it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how, what we and that's and, how it should be. And that's what we talked about. Like legends, like it's a, le- he, it's, he, he's, you know, it's the, the legend of Tommy Oliver now, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what that means for the character going forward. I'm not entirely sure, but I don't know. I, I hope, uh, I think that, I think, you know, it, it, it might live on in the comics. I, they may kill him. They may kill Tommy Oliver in the comics and let, someone else take the mantle. I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be anxious. To, I'll be, I'll be anxious to see what, um, what Hasbro, um, and the team working on power Rangers now does to honor JDF, because if they don't, I think that I, if they will in some way, um, it may just, um, it may just be a, a black splash screen saying in loving memory of Jason David Frank, but we'll see. I, I have no idea we'll what they have planned. Yeah, we may as well get this out of the way on the season two premiere because I'm sure we're going to be talking about Tommy and Jason David Frank a lot this season. It's going to be will. a little hard to avoid. It is going to be a little hard to avoid, but, you know, I don't want to dwell. I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to dwell on the neg on the negative too much because right. I think we 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 appropriately honored his death. And we honored his memory during that five hour live stream. Um, <laughs> Not quite five, but close. Four out, four hours and 15 minutes. It was like 10 minutes shy of being a five hour episode. <laughs> um, it's the only five hour episode you're getting people. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I, I'm, we we have remember we have Die Ranger to talk about, and we have not one but two guests for Die Ranger, um, um, one of whom is notoriously long winded, very long winded, <laughs> very. If you thought very... I was long winded, people. <laughs> yes, that person who shall remain nameless because it'll be his first time on the podcast. He will have uh, completed. Well, not the trifecta. He's like he's the he's completed the hat trick. He's been on all of our podcasts. Yes, he's he's the grand slam champion of all of our podcasts. <laughs> he's been waiting for this for a long time. But anyway, has been. I think anyway, I think, you know, I think. But speaking of next episodes, 
Yeah, I was gonna say we're we're vamping a little bit here. Yeah, we're so, vamping a little bit. We're not giving out awards for these. No, sorry not for the to com- disappoint. Not, yeah. not for the comics. I think we wanted to keep the we wanted to keep the comic discussions a little bit more casual. Um, yeah, no morphin time. I don't think we need morphin time. But no, nah, I don't think we need morphin time. I will say though, before we get into what we're going to be doing next episode, but I will say this: if you haven't read this. I recommend you do, but just know that it's going to be on the sillier side. Honestly, <laughs> um, if our discussion hasn't turned you off from reading it, good, good, good. I'm glad. Um, but you can find this out there. Like we said, it's in the boom. It's in that big boom uh, Power Rangers archive omnibus. Um, they're pretty rel- readily available. I think you can still find these on Amazon as I look on Amazon right now. So I did find it. I did. I did find it. It is all. You can still buy this on Amazon. You can buy both volume one and two. Volume one is a little bit more expensive, but but if you just want to read this comic, um, it's on. It's in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Archive Volume Two, um, and you could still buy that on Amazon. It's twenty bucks. Uh, probably about twenty five dollars if you're not a Prime member with shipping. I would say. I don't know. Um. And, uh, it appears there's only like 18 of them left, which I don't know how much I trust their, uh, uh, stock warrant in their in stock warnings, because I've seen that be a lie before. What did you call it? Like inventory baiting or something like that? Inventory bait. Yeah. Inventory scare pricing or scare. I don't know. Scare. I don't know. Whatever. Trying to scare you into buying something. Um, but yeah, you can still buy this. I recommend you read it if you want the back. If you want an in canon backstory of how Rita got the power coin, the the dragon coin. Sure, you know, spend the twenty bucks, buy the omnibus. You get a bunch of other comics with it, and you get uh, going green as well. So there you go. It's it's fine. I don't regret reading this. I don't regret discussing it. But I oh, there's don't know a, how I'm all- flipping through it. There's a Turbo comic in here. There is a turbo. Ooh, there's a turbo comic. Mm. Um, but I don't know how often I'm going to go back to it, to be quite honest with you. But I am happy that we talked about it. Oh, this and this does have the Zeo comic I was talking about with the ridiculous art. But anyway, uh, well, that's good. OK, anyway. Uh, so anyway, before they, we really come off the rails. <laughs> all right. So now we have to tell the listeners with attitude what we're going to be talking about the next episode, which I think we've already told people, but just let's make it official. Oh, we got to keep the hype train a rolling, sir. Oh, we, we got to keep okay. the hype train a rolling like it's on Tokyuker or however you say that. The train Sentai. <laughs> Whatever. Train penises. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you're working that PG 13 hard there. But it, oh, crap. Anyway, we're talking about Zhu Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> starting our Sentai coverage in the next episode, which famously became Mighty Morphin Season 1. And just to reiterate, we're only going to be covering the Sentais that got made into Power Rangers this season. So we're not going well, back to Jetman. We're not, right. We're, we're not going back to Jetman. We're not going back to Five Man. Um, we thought about it, know, but then thought about Shout it. was kept, but then Shout gave us more. Yeah, and then Shout dropped Abba Ranger, and then Decker Ranger, and all the other Rangers. So, yeah, we're just we're just gonna stick with what we're we're just gonna stick with what Shout has released 
and what has been made into Power Rangers. And the reason why we're only sticking with what Shout has released instead of you, know, we there are places on the internet you can you can watch Sentai. The reason why we're sticking with Shout is we want you guys, the listeners with attitude that have never seen Sentai, to fo- to be able to easily follow along with us. So you Plus can support the legitimate releases so we can get more because the legitimate releases more easily get into the hands of more people. Right. Now, if you are someone who doesn't care about physical media, I don't know why that person would exist, but anyway, um, and you just okay, want to, di- <laughs> and you just want to, and you want to dip your toe into Sentai without, you know, without any kind of, um, without any kind of risk, I guess, uh, they are available. What we will be talking about is available on Tubi. So, and Tubi is a free service. If you don't know about Tubi, Tubi is a free or app. Shout Go TV. down for shout or shout factory TV. It's Tubi. It's T U B I. Uh, I as in I guy. No, it has an E. Whatever. Uh, so it's Tubi. Tubi. T- I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> go watch it on Tubi and follow along with us if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen Gear Ranger, that'll be our next episode. Yes, where we won't see Mommy Repulsa, but we'll see Mommy Bandora, which is actually more literal than you would think. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> two words sentai thrax <laughs> over nine thousand. <laughs> i want that to be someone's name now sentai thrax over nine thousand. that is a title sentai thrax over nine thousand. okay anyway and with that listeners with attitude may you stay very very far away from mommy repulsa And in 2023, may you resolve to make your muscles so big at the gym that they ooze acid. (laughs) And may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marchand. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at thepowertrippod. And join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcatchers. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore R underscore illustrations. Our theme song was created by JP Gant. Follow him on Twitter at homebrewedSD. We also use tracks from Super Sentai Complete Works 30th Anniversary Album. All film and audio clips belong to the respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Toei Company Limited, Saban Entertainment, or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2023 Kaiju Ramen Media LLC. Ha ha!